I've come a long way in this self-love journey. I've learned to love the things I can't change. I can't help that I'm only knee-high to a grasshopper or that my ass doesn't always fit in my jeans. I can't help that my hair is short and outrageously curly no matter how I flatten it or put products in it. It will never stay the way I want. I can't help that my curves are more of a swollen Coke bottle than an hourglass, but I still embrace them even if it means wearing a shaper under my dress so my love handles don't bulge and my dress doesn't rise because my ass isn't flat. I can't help that my breasts aren't small and all my bras are way too expensive, yet they are small enough to still look perky when I decide to go braless. I'll never have cute little B-cups. I can't wear a bralette or pasties. My boobs say hell no to strapless anything, and my shoulders are wide enough for me to be a middle linebacker in the NFL. So those cute little halter tops and strapless dresses are thrown out too. I know that I have to be careful that what I wear, I can't wear anything form-fitting because you can individually count my rolls, and if you squint, I'm sure you can see the the pouches where my thighs meet. But guess what? I'm still beautiful. My laugh can fill up a room, and I bet I can make almost anybody smile. For the longest, I thought I should lose weight. I should work out more. I need to be thin. 230 pounds is too fat. Filling myself with this self-hatred and the constant need to fit in and be what society deems beautiful. No more. I'm not going to change myself to fit a mold. I don't want to be like anyone else. I don't want to fit. I'm perfectly fine being the fun-sized, outspoken one in the crowd. God gave me this tiny frame and this huge voice for a reason. Being overweight, short, and sometimes not always pretty because, face it, before puberty hit, without the hair and makeup, some people thought I was a boy. I was afraid of attention. I hated singing in front of people when I loved nothing more than singing. I hated being around a lot of people because I was the only one that looked like me. Growing up where I grew up, in a predominantly white town, kids my age didn't get it. I didn't have people tell me it's okay to be different. So what, you're black. So what, you're short. So what, you're a tomboy. No one could help me understand what it meant to be a young woman of color because they were all the same. I have had the blessing of never having to personally go through any form of racism, thank God. Everyone I grew up with made me feel as included as they could, but I had to learn on my own what it meant to be black, how to do my hair, how to do my makeup to the best fit my skin, how to dress according to my body type, how to best take care of my personal hygiene. My grandma taught me what she could, but what happened to the whole, it takes a village. My village consisted of two people, and other than them, everyone else let me down. I've come to love my unique character that I've built all on my own. I love every curve, every unruly strand of hair. I love the fullness of my lips, the wideness of my nose, and the way my eyes appear to be spaced, but spaced out way too far when I take my glasses off. My black is beautiful. My melanin glows. Even on my rough days, I find strength in knowing that it was a process to really start loving me. I wrote this post in a time where I was really working on self-love and understanding who I am as a person and my appearance and my personality and what I bring to people's lives. I grew up in a place that was a really small town. Everyone knew everyone, but there wasn't very many Black people. So when I moved to the city, 
in 2009, there were so many different kinds of people. There was way more Black people than I had ever seen in one place at one time. So that was interesting. And it was even more interesting that I didn't fit in with any of them. So having to really figure out where I fit in this world with my personality, my likes and dislikes, my interests and hobbies and things like that, it just was really hard because it seemed like everyone here already knew one another. They started school together and, you know, from elementary to middle school to high school, I moved to Dallas my freshman year of high school. So I already felt like I was out of the loop because everyone already knew everyone, but I didn't know anyone. And so I struggled for a long time feeling like I didn't fit in. And I had different things going on in my personal life at the time that just kind of made it that much harder for me to open up to people because I obviously didn't know anyone, but I didn't want to be telling them my business of what I had going on at home, especially not knowing them and worrying that they couldn't relate or they would judge or, you know, whatever it is that high school kids do. Um, I never really was one to be clicked up with people. I always just kind of did my own thing. People tended to gravitate towards me um, and that was kind of cool, I guess. Like there was no, um, no one ever teased me or, you know, really anything like that. But just, I guess, on a personal level, I felt like I didn't belong. And so um, I always had my mom telling me, you know, you're supposed to look like this. You got to keep your hair done and get your nails done and dress like this and act like that. And really, I was a tomboy growing up. I really wanted to play football in high school. My grandma, of course, said, hell no. But um, I did play sports. I was, you know, in the band. I was in choir. I was in these different, you know, things that kind of opened me up to different kinds of people and different hobbies and things like that. But it just wasn't, I guess it wasn't what my mom was used to or, you know, anything like that. So being different and doing different things, it just kind of felt like it wasn't accepted then. So I had a hard time, um, feeling included because I, I wasn't necessarily interested in, in the same things that the people around me were interested in as far as like, you know, um, going to teen clubs or dancing or experimenting with drugs and, you know, things like that. I wasn't really too much into that kind of stuff. So I really wasn't uh, too big on fancy hairstyles and, you know, fancy nails and this and that. But as I got older, I mean, I obviously learned to keep myself maintained in a way that I like, like simple hairstyles, simple nails. You know, I'm a pretty simple female when it comes to that kind of thing. I don't like elaborate long nails or, you know, crazy hairstyles or these crazy, you know, 
tall heels or expensive shoes or anything like that. I am a purse fanatic, though. I definitely, definitely, definitely love me a purse. So I guess, you know, if you want to put that on the feminine side, I definitely have that. Um, <clears throat> but, um, yeah, no, just trying to figure me out. And it's still an everyday journey. I'm still trying to figure myself out and where I fit in in this crazy world. It's even harder as an adult, I've learned. Um, it seems like adults take the same mentality that they had in high school and bring it into adulthood. And it's just like, why? At this point, we ain't got to be friends if we don't want to be. We don't have to talk if we don't want to be. But the gossiping and the talking about one another and one minute you like this person and y'all cool and the next minute you don't like them and so you talking about them to the next person, like, that stuff is old. Like, that's played out. Like, why not just let people be who they going to be when they want to be? And if y'all vibe, that's cool. But if you don't vibe, like, why do you got to create so much drama? Why do you got to, you know, talk down about them or whatever? Like, at this point, I feel like as a human, if I trusted you enough to open up to you and tell you things about my personal life or things about me that I wouldn't necessarily tell anyone else, even if we no longer are friends tomorrow, let's say, I still expect you to have that same level of privacy and, you know, keep my business to yourself. I wouldn't dare share somebody's business because we're no longer cool because you trusted me. You trusted to tell me and you trusted that I wouldn't tell anyone else. So just because we're no longer cool, that's cool. We don't have to be cool, but I'm not going to put your business in the street because obviously it wasn't meant for other people to know or you would tell them. So it's just like, I don't understand how adults these days feel like it's okay to, you know, we're going to say bully because that's really what it is, bully other people and, you know, talk crazy about them or try to make it seem like they're somebody they're not. And really what it comes down to is people are so unhappy with themselves and they project that unhappiness on the other people. And that's just like, you need to work on those issues yourself. Like, why go around making other people's lives miserable because you're miserable? Why not just do the work that you need to do to fix yourself to be happy? Why would you not want to be happy? Why would you want to continue to be miserable? And I know some things you can't change. Some things are just, they are what they are. But why not look for a more positive way to handle whatever it is you're going through than to make somebody else's life hard when it doesn't have to be. Life is already hard enough as it is, especially for women, especially for black women. So it's just like, why would you want to put someone else in a horrible place or a horrible, you know, mental space because you're having a bad day or because something's going on in your life. And instead of just talking about it, you choose to you choose to hurt those around you, and that's probably ineffective, I'm sure. 
But it always seems like the same kind of people are the ones that hang out together. And so, I mean, most times when people see me and I'm out and about, yeah, I have this big personality, you know, I'm funny and all this other stuff, but I really try to keep to myself because I don't want that type of energy to be rubbed off on me. I definitely don't need none of that energy over here. I already got things in my own life that I'm working to fix and make better for myself. So why would I want to allow that energy into my negative space? And so sometimes people feel like I'm being kind of standoffish or whatever the case may be, and I'm really not. I'm just trying to protect my peace because I can see from a mile away what you bring to the table and it's not anything that I'm willing to accept. So, I mean, I don't know. I just feel like as adults, we really need to get it together. I'm going to say we because I'm an adult too, and I know that I'm not perfect. And sometimes I might say or do things that I shouldn't out of frustration or whatever. I'm human. Yes, but I never intentionally try to hurt anyone. I never intentionally, you know, try to make anyone's life harder than it should be. I don't put people's business out in the street. Like, because I just, you treat people the way you want to be treated. And if you're going around treating people this way, you can't be upset at whatever reaction or repercussion comes from that. And I don't think that people think things through whenever they, you know, do or say things to other people and then you get all these people out here you know killing each other and and fighting over this and that and it's really all nonsense when really you could just have a conversation like an adult and talk about it if you have a problem or something's wrong but like the senseless violence and killing each other and all this stuff like that's just it's crazy it's crazy and it's gotten so out of hand and it all really just comes from whatever personal issues somebody has got going on within themselves. So I think that, you know, if people really focused more on themselves and what they could do to heal themselves, it would make a difference in a lot of people's lives. It would make a difference in a lot of different relationships, whether it's an intimate relationship or a friendship or, you know, family or whatever. I think that if we spend more time working on ourselves and our own issues, however that may be through therapy, you know, talking about it with somebody you trust, journaling, you know, finding whatever coping mechanism works to help you work through whatever it is you have going on versus having to turn it into something negative and trying to turn it into something positive. I think that that can really change, you know, the way we deal with each other as people. So yeah, this uh, this blog post is called Loving Me, and it really um, it really made me think about what I need to do to better myself on my healing journey, and what I can do for others to help them on their healing journey as well. So thank you for listening.